At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Miss T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Happy Monday, listeners. It's time for a line of trending news, noted interviews, rising artists, and much, much more. As you're tuned in to today's edition of Talking with T. This is Tanisha Baker bringing you the show with the flow that will keep you in the know. We keep it real and true as we do what we do. It's August 28th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, the late actress Roxy Rucker, best known for her role as Helen Willis on The Jeffersons. You may not remember, but she is also the mother of Lenny Kravitz. Country singer Shania Twain and Leanne Rimes, as well as actor Kyle Massey from That's So Raven and In the House. He was also the runner-up on Dancing with the Stars. Today on the national calendar is recognized as Rainbow Bridge Remembrance Day, which is a day set aside to remember the pet companions that we have lost. On this date in history, in 1955, Emmett Till was kidnapped and lynched in Muddy, Mississippi. Also on this date in 1963, Martin Luther King delivered his I Have a Dream speech at the Lincoln Memorial. The theme this month has been Know to Grow. You are encouraged to be a lifelong learner and to constantly and consistently seek to be educated about science and history and technology and social consciousness. You will grow your mind, your outlook, and your awareness through knowledge. For today's happy highlight, I'm pleased to share that for the first time in its 251-year history, West Point's top cadet is a black woman. Her name is Simone Askew, and she is from Fairfax, Virginia. She will go down in history as the first black woman to lead the long gray line at the U.S. Military Academy. Askew plans to study international history and aspires to have a career as a military intelligence officer. Before we move any further with the news, I want to lift up those in the path of Hurricane Harvey. It has devastated parts of Southeast Texas. Houston, Texas and nearby areas have been affected by what is described as rain beyond anything ever experienced. That's a pretty strong analysis of what's going on. It's predicted that a record-breaking 50 inches of rain will fall on parts of Texas in the upcoming days. Rivers and other bodies of water are overflowing and contributing to the flooding. So far, I read that the storm has killed two people, but the death toll, sadly, is expected to rise. More than a thousand people were rescued Saturday night, and the U.S. military, as well as help from other states, are sending emergency workers and equipment to Texas. The thing is, it's hard to mobilize this needed help because of the flooding. Schools are canceled. The airport is closed. The Red Cross is serving about 130,000 meals a day, and over 300,000 people are without power. Even one of the hospitals had to be evacuated. I mean, this is no joke, for real, for real. 
There are so many stories associated with the hurricane, it's impossible to share them all, but there was a woman who was shut up in her home. She called 911 to tell them that herself and 10 others were trapped on the second level of her home, and she was told not to call. 911 had to respond to life or death emergencies only and that she would not be rescued until possibly the next day. She said they were nervous and they were sleeping in shifts. They're having to deal with sewage in the water, river water, bayou water, water moccasins, snakes, and gators. And that's just too much. Then there was an assisted living facility that had 20 to 25 residents with water up to their waist. And those in wheelchairs would have had water up to their necks had they not been saved by a rescue operation. I read on social media that one of the residents had called her son and sent them a picture, which was really a sad and disheartening scene of these people who were trapped in just flooded water in their facilities and they could not find any of the staff to help them and so I hope that there's some consequence for those that abandoned these people in such a dire emergency but a part of the tragedy is that many people didn't respond to the call for an evacuation and have put themselves their families pets and rescue workers in danger I've shared a link on my webpage under today's show tab so you can find out more about Hurricane Harvey as well as a photo gallery of pictures I gathered across the web and media sources. These pictures show a horrific scene and I hope that you will join me in keeping those affected by this monster storm in your thoughts and your prayers. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back with Monday Minute Quick Bits, Trending News, and I promise you don't want to miss the Crazy Chronicles today. Let's go back in time When you and I were uncomplicated Go back in time Before I felt what I felt When you did what you did that night Once upon, upon a time I thought you were the man in my mind But oh, how fools we can be Will we see with our eyes but our hearts lead the way blindly We felt when we 
your ears on blast this will go real fast it's now time for your monday minute quick bits first of all i'm confused about a story i read that three young black men were walking along the road in louisiana and got hit by a car passing by the confusing part is that the three young men while still recovering from their injuries are facing charges and the driver is not the three were fined for not wearing reflective clothing at night and are also facing charges of obstructing a public passage. The driver said he was blinded by headlights from an oncoming car and the teens were in the middle of the street. The three teens said they were on the side of the road and not in the middle of the street. They also suspect that if so many people hadn't started coming outside of their houses, the driver would have left the scene. So regardless I don't understand the pettiness of charging them. You mean now you can darn near be run over and get charged. It would seem like landing in the hospital would be consequence enough. Another puzzling story is about a 17-year-old found shot dead in the back of a police cruiser in Akron, Ohio. The teen and two other 18-year-old males were arrested as suspects in an armed robbery. They were placed in separate cars. The police haven't confirmed how he was shot, but the police captain said a gunshot was heard while officers were investigating the crime. Mm. An Oklahoma police chief is planned to resign after he was found to be linked to websites selling skinhead and white nationalist memorabilia. He said his identity was stolen, but plans to resign anyway. Mm. Well, Keenan Thompson will soon be the longest-running cast member in Saturday Night Live history. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while with Trending News and the Crazy Chronicles after we hear this week's tip from Tarika. Hello, this week's tip is keep your hands off folks' children. So if you work with children or if you are around kids, please be aware that no matter how you touch them, whatever you mean by it, if it's good, bad, assisting them with something and you just kind of two-finger them or shove them or grab them, keep your hands off, folks, children. I don't know if something's going on, but it seems like lately – uh, people are getting more comfortable with handling people's children. Just a word of advice. Just a word of advice, especially if this is your area uh, that you work in or something. Keep your hands off people's children. That can get a lot of things out of control, just completely out of control. You may not even meant for it to go that far, but just being conscious of patting them on the back, rubbing their heads, legs, whatever, don't do it. That That's just err on the side of hands up. Keep your hands off folks' children. 
That is the tip for the week, and I've been talking with T. Well, the Talking with T Trio is back together again after a couple of weeks of missing Professor Jay joining us for Trending News. How are the two of you? Wonderfully well, as always. Yes, and I am just lovely. All right, P.I. Pam. Well, we're going to get started. There's a couple of big stories trending in the news. First of all, Jay's president, Donald Trump, Wait has pardoned. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? I did not mash the button for him in the voting booth. Well, okay. Either way, somebody's president has pardoned Sheriff Joe Arpaio. And according to the Washington Post, Arpaio received a criminal conviction last month due to his racial profiling of Latinos. So a federal judge had entered a preliminary injunction against Arpaio in his office, stating that states do not have the inherent authority to enforce the civil provisions uh-huh, of federal immigration law. So he ordered Arpaio to stop detaining anyone not suspected of a state or federal crime. Simply being in the United States illegally is not a crime, only a civil violation. So this was way back in December of 2011. And after that, Arpaio was accused of defying the injunction and would regularly tell the media he would not abide by it. So I'm just trying to catch everybody up to speed why this is such a big deal. He continued to make immigration-based stops and was also reported to quote, have made multiple intentional misstatements of fact under oath, which is a lot of words that says he was lying. And subsequently, Arpaio was found in civil contempt of court, and he was facing jail time. So his sentencing was scheduled for October 5th, but this country's elected president, Donald Trump, pardoned Arpaio before sentencing could occur. It's really a lot more to this case, and I encourage everyone to read more about it. But the bottom line is that Trump's pardon of Arpaio sends a very clear message. First of all, I read on CNN that Trump didn't even consult the Justice Department before announcing his decision, which isn't like against the law. It's just kind of out of protocol. So you know that this act confirms what many believe about Trump and his prejudicial views of Latinos. And I say it's just the beginning because I see a pattern coming up. Hmm. Well, I was also looking at the story on CNN. I don't know whether uh, somebody's president, because the show ain't mine, uh, somebody's president <laughs> was pardoning Sheriff Arpaio out of mercy because, according to the statement from the White House, Sheriff Arpaio was 85 years old. So maybe... The great comb-over, the the great Cheeto thought that uh, the sheriff's latter days would be best spent around friends and family. But either way, uh, this whole pardon thing is still side-eye worthy because, like you said, Mm -hmm. there's definitely a pattern that is coming up here. You know, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do because I'm the president and can't nobody stop me. And the thing is, they gave Obama such heat for pardoning all the, you know, people, the drug, um, people with drug charges, you know, and they was like in there for like 40, 50 years over a simple marijuana charge, something that they shouldn't have been in there for anyways. 
But now mm-hmm. it's okay for Trump just to he, – he's off the chain. He just does what he wants yeah. to do. This is like a, a real live circus. It is, and the thing about it is that he's doing things that they hadn't even thought of to create a law for. It's so unconventional. Like, they sitting there, you know, I guess spinning their heads and trying to figure out how to do an exorcism of the White House because he's doing things they just hadn't thought of. They never knew they'd have to create a law or a process or a legal procedure to address it. So, like the color purple, we're just going to sit back and see what color the wall's going to be, see what he do next week. So, this past Saturday in my hometown of Knoxville, Tennessee, hundreds gathered together for a kindness rally. And this was a rally that was organized by the Arts and Cultural Alliance of Greater Knoxville, the Alliance for Better Nonprofits, and the Compassion Coalition. It was learned that the Ku Klux Klan and others had planned a demonstration at a Confederate monument in the Fort Sanders area of the city. So the rally was peaceful and intentionally located in a part of the city that was away from the Fort Sanders area to avoid any potential conflict. And I was proud that people exponentially decided to join the kindness rally instead of supporting the white supremacists that were scheduled to be at uh, the Fort Sanders area in support of this Confederate monument. So I did hear about 25, 40 people, I don't know, showed up at the other one, but they were far outnumbered for people who were showing their preference for kindness. So one time I'm I'm happy about our city. Well, you know, I do want us to remember this. We're moving in a, a maybe. We're moving in the right direction, but it only takes a few bad apples to spoil the barrel. But what I think our message to Knoxville was, we don't want those bad apples. We're not going to tolerate them. And I was also glad to uh, read a couple of weeks ago, Governor Haslam stated that the Nathan Bedford Forest uh, bus should not be honored at the state capitol. So even he has taken a stand by making that verbal statement that really more and more people are starting to say, yeah, I don't know what's hidden in their heart. But at least, ultimately, they're not in support of hatred. Right. And, of course, down here, there's a Nathan Bedford Forest statue that's in one of the parks close to downtown Memphis. And there's been a lot of publicity around um, that particular statue. And there was call for that statue to be removed. But, of course, there are a lot of loopholes and red tape that would have to be undone and uh, gone through before that statue could be removed, particularly since Nathan Bedford Forrest and his wife are both buried under that statue. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, it's interesting. Well, those of you residing in Tennessee, so this would include our, our listeners in Knoxville, Chattanooga, Nashville, and Jay's uh, hometown of Memphis, you may be interested in knowing that according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, as reported in the Tennessean, there are 38 active hate groups that operate in Tennessee, which include the Ku Klux Klan, neo-Nazis, and white nationalists. So that's a lot of groups. And a group means more than one, which means that's a lot of people. Right. That's, that's a lot of people. And they have reported that the biggest gang in Knox County is Aryan Nation. Not the Crips, not the Bloods, not the VLs, not none of mm. that. It was Aryan Nation is the biggest gang, and that's just Knox County. So I'm pretty sure they are everywhere. Well, I, well, they didn't show up at the Kindness Rally. 
No, they, I think they just, uh, they're dumb thugs. They, uh, oh, okay. I see. Keyboard, I see. keyboard killers. I got you. I got you. <laughs> well, meanwhile, you know, removal of symbols that honor the Confederacy is spreading across the country. Four Confederate statues were removed from the University of Texas at Austin. And I know some people are still wondering what's the big deal about the Confederate statues and why is it just now coming up? You can check out my opinion in an upcoming blog, but I am asking listeners to weigh in and share their opinions by calling 865-409-1170. Give us your thoughts on the Talking with T-Talk line. Again, that's 865-409-1170. Or leave a comment on the Talking with T webpage, which is www.talkingwitht.com. Just go to the comment section under today's show tab and leave your comments on this or any other topic discussed on the show or our social media outlets. So, next story. Saturday night, myself, along with many others, watched the money match between boxing champ Floyd Mayweather and Irish martial arts fighter Conor McGregor. Now, at first, I thought, well, McGregor might have a little chance. But I was deceived. I'm not a boxing expert, and I can in no way validate anything I'm saying, so I just want to put that out there. But in my opinion, Mayweather took some time to let McGregor wear himself out and please the crowd. And I won't say trick us, but, you know, kind of convince us that we were watching what appeared to be a good fight. Oh, but round about the ninth round, Mayweather cut loose. But Gregor's legs started buckling, and I, I knew it was a wrap. The fight ended in a t- the fight ended in the tenth round with a TKO in Mayweather's favor, of course, giving him a fifty and O record. So whether we want to or not, I have to give McGregor a little credit for going as long as he did, and for not getting plumb just knocked out or really knocked down. But it's reported that this fight may have been the biggest pay-per-view fight in history. So regardless of the outcome, they both had a big, I mean, huge payday. And I don't know if you saw that get-up Mayweather had on when he came out, but a part of the attire was a mask. Did y'all see it? Yeah. Oh, no, I missed it. <laughs> you got to see it, Jay. But somebody on Twitter said he had that on because he was about to rob boxing fans out of millions of dollars. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't know how McGregor thought that if you if you get tired in the fifth round, how are you going to make it 12? He was like, I'm tired, boss. I'm tired. I'm tired. Because he couldn't go I thought, any I was, further. I, I thought he was going to pull a yellow flag out of his boxing truck and say, I'll take a TKO for $30 million, Alex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would have took a TKO for $30 million. And FTI says, yeah, says that he wants to fight uh, Mayweather for $100 million. He posted a video of him training. T.I., you know they got that beef anyways. Listen, I will fight him for one million. <laughs> we can do like tag team. Like you say, ding, 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 and you go in, then you tap my hand, I go in. We can split the, the one million or the hundred million that he's offering to pay. Yeah, when he hit me and I have to slurp through a straw the rest of my life, <laughs> could y'all make sure it had butterflies on it, please? <laughs> well, can I get a cut? I'll be your manager. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, manager slash trainer. <laughs> yeah. Won't know what I'm doing. Well, make sure I get my cut done. 
<laughs> yeah, we know we're going to give you a cut, Jay. Well, look, i got to hurry up and move on because the Crazy Chronicles is full today. First, I read on BlackAmericaWeb.com that Lil' Kim was using a spiritual medium to talk to Biggie Smalls. So it's reported that she is constantly struggling with the death of the notorious B.I.G., who died, keep in mind, 20 years ago. Dang, it don't seem like that long. It was uh, 1997, so that's 20 years, right, Jay? Yep. Yeah. So is that yeah, why well, she keeps getting all this ridiculous plastic surgery? Well, I can't, I don't know, I can't find that's the right words, but I'll tell you what. Huh? I, I can find the right words. He, what? The side chick still won't leave him alone, even in death. Lordy. Oh, stop, stop it. Let me get back to what Jay was saying, because I'm going to leave that alone. Oh. Hey. I have seen her, and I'm telling you, she looks totally reinvented. You know what she looks like? What she looks like? Latoya Jackson. <laughs> and I, you know what? She I mean, does. Go like look at the picture. The so he needs to get a different mom. Like, you can't go and just make everybody look the same. But well, anyway. While, they, while Latoya did all, did all that, you know, she had all that plastic surgery. And Janet be having a baby Monday, and she bounced back on Wednesday. Well, everybody wasn't blessed with the whole genetic, you know, pool. I don't know. But they look like mannequins, both of them. Well, all I know is, look, him does not look like the queen bee that we all knew and loved back in the early 90s when she was with Junior Mafia. That's all I'm saying. And if she is talking to Biggie Smalls during the meeting, he don't know who you're talking to. She don't look the same. <laughs> right. She, he doesn't recognize her. He probably thought he's talking to somebody else. Anyway, I get I'm getting ready. She does not look like she did 20 years ago. Uh, I'm not getting ready to entertain that foolishness. Let's move on. There was a lady around Jay's neck of the woods that got mad because the dressing room was locked at the Walmart. She set the clothes on fire. Now, it's reported she uses lighters and fidget spinners to help with her ADHD, and she didn't That's mean to set the clothes on fire. But then didn't they find several illegal drugs on her as well? Uh, yep, they sure did. <laughs> okay, well, let's and start with this lighter and fidget spinner being a uh, prescription for ADHD. Now, who thought of that? You know what? She clearly went to the, the, the corner pharmacy, a.k.a. the corner <laughs> store, because that's the only place I know that you can get a lighter and a fidget spinner in the same place. Because you know they got the fidget spinners for the, what, the three ninety nine. And, and yeah, at, yeah. At the good, at the good Exxon or whatever. So, and let's talk about that mug shot though. Oh, she's cheesing on that thing. She's cheesing on that thing like she's a glamour shot. So, <laughs> yeah, I posted is, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that makes me wonder if she was under the influence of some sort of chemical substance when they politely took her on down to the good jailhouse. <laughs> well, yeah, to be, she looks awfully happy to be going to jail. Right. If I had to vote, I'd say yes. She was under the influence of those drugs they found on her. So, moving on. Y'all know last Monday, we all marveled at the eclipse. I warned people, not do anything crazy trying to watch the eclipse. And I read that the most searched term for Google that day was how to watch the eclipse without glasses. Although, for at least a month, maybe two, ahead of time, we were warned over and over not to watch the eclipse without glasses. But anyway, 
The next day I read that the most searched term was how to get rid of seeing spots. Okay. So, <laughs> but then no wait a minute. Wait, no, I got to tell you this. Yesterday I read that several people in California, so not just one, but several, were being treated because they tried to put sunscreen directly on their eyeballs. Goodbye. So I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> So hey, I went to the yeah, if, I, if I could hang up, just hang up everybody. I would because that is just y'all. Y'all have a marvelous <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm not done. Thank you, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. End it. <laughs> and, and, Listen, and, and, I already said it. The people putting sunscreen on their eyeballs. <laughs> but I'm not done, y'all. I'm not done. I gotta tell you about. There can't be no more after the sunscreen eyeballs. That's the well. That's maybe the... I should have said it for last, but I didn't. So listen, a Domino's pizza worker was suspended after telling the customer they couldn't deliver because the driver was scared of the black people outside. So the customer, who was a white woman said she was reduced to tears when she was told that the driver couldn't come to her home because, again, there were black people outside her house. So she said she found the comments offensive, and she was let down and disappointed. They offered her a refund, but she said they didn't even apologize. So I was just thinking, bless her little heart, she got a glimpse of what it's like to be black, and apparently she didn't like it. Right. They've been doing this like that for ages, but... I have lived in the projects, and they have not came there ever since 1980s, 90s. They, well, they do now. deliver they, pizza? <laughs> yeah, deliver pizza. They'd be like, nah, you give me your address. They'd be like, nah, I'm good. Nah, you have to come pick this up. Right. I mean, uh, and she just got a glimpse. But you're right. There are neighborhoods in the hood, communities, that have not ever been able to receive a delivery. Right. Well, well, you know, UPS and FedEx come through on two wheels and throwing the boxes all out on the <laughs> porch, just hoping it lands somewhere near your yard. But I'm glad she called them out on it. Actually, a part of me is at least she just didn't accept it as like, oh, okay, that's how it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, okay, so before we close, I have one last thing to share. This is especially for Pam because, you know, you're always bringing us these stories on crazy lawsuits. So I found another one to add to your records. Okay. The judge had to, yeah, the judge had to toss out a lawsuit against the Subway in Chicago, and I mean Subway, the sandwich store, because there was a class action lawsuit against the restaurant chain alleging that its foot-long subs were not actually a foot-long. And now this suit was brought on by nine people, which made it a class action suit. It was dismissed, but... Where do you find, do you think they were related or friends? Because I'm trying to think, Well, how do you find nine separate people to engage in that kind of foolishness? Well, first of all, here's my question. Now, mm-hmm. most times when people go to Subway, it's because they're hungry. And as right. president of the Skinny People Committee, I can't <laughs> say that, you know, when I order something, uh, I take out a ruler or a scale to make sure that they are giving me all 12 inches of my foot long. If I order a 16-ounce 16, 16 steak, I don't pull out a scale to make sure that the, the steak itself is 16 ounces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so who has time on his or her hands to actually measure that kind of crap? Now it would be a different story if, you know, 
repeatedly at a particular McDonald's, customers ordered a large fry, and the fry box was only half full. Then I'd have an issue, you know. Okay, so so you made me think of something. Why don't we come up with some lawsuits that maybe we might have a chance at? You know, if they're going to sue for that, and what was that, uh, Tab, somebody uh, sued KFC, didn't they? Because when they got their their family size book, it didn't look like the picture that they saw on TV. It wasn't full. full. Yeah. Now I can see, you know, but the thing is this. Nobody wants to be promised twelve inches and you only get like nine or ten. Oh. What'd you, you say? You might, you might want to just cut that out. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. Let me just back up a while. So uh, there are so many we, ways we could go with that. Yeah. Let me cut that off. Let me cut that off right there. So we're gonna uh, come up with some other lawsuits because I was just thinking, you know what I mean? Like a Big Mac. Is it really big in comparison? Pam, don't say anything. I'm talking to Jay. You know okay. what I mean? Uh, well, to answer your question, I don't know. If, I don't know if you remember. A couple of months ago, they had the three different sizes of the quote unquote Big Mac, and several people were saying that I'll just call it the medium size Big Mac was no less, uh, and the larger size Big Mac they were the same size. So you know, you had a medium a- big. Yeah, there yep. was like a a, 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 a junior, and then there was a junior, and then there was like the big Big Mac. There was a small, medium, and the large. We'll call it we'll call it that way. They said the medium and the large were about the same size. So a lot of people were throwing up the truth and advertising flag, like, "Hey, you know, this medium sandwich is the same size as this large sandwich. Where the rest of my bread? Where the rest of my meat?" Okay, so okay, so let's work on our list. Listeners, you can join us. Let's work on the list. Uh, join us on our social media outlet this week and let us know places that should be sued and for what. And with that being said, that's it for this bit. And I can't wait to talk to the two of you next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, we've come to the end. Don't forget to help me celebrate hometown heroes and Teens Talk Teens by sending me a message on social media or visiting www.talkingwithtea.com to nominate good people doing good things. If you have something to share and want to be heard on Talking With Tea, I invite you to call in 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170. Remember that you can listen to Talking With T anytime on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Speaker, or Google Music. New shows continue to drop each Monday. In the meantime, and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. The capacity to learn is a gift. The ability to learn is a skill. The willingness to learn is a choice. Brian Herbert. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.